Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. It's pizza day. Well, deep dish pizza day. Stay tuned for that. Katanji Brown Jackson's going to the Supreme Court and Black Lives Matter's in some trouble. Who told you that was coming? All that's coming up on I'm Right. You know, let me just be honest with you for a moment. Because we're going to get into Black Lives Matter and all these other things tonight, the economy, and just everything. We're going to get into a bunch of stuff. Border, just, just bear with me a moment. I know what you do, because it's the same thing I do. I know what you do in the mornings. I know you wake up to the alarm, or maybe you're retired and you don't anymore, and you either turn on the TV or roll over and you grab your phone and you start looking at what? Start looking at the news of the day, checking out your favorite websites, seeing what's going on. And I also know this, 
a lot of it's bad news. It sucks, right? Gas prices, inflation, is always getting kicked around. Joe Biden said something dumb. Dome screwed something up. It, it's, it's, look, you don't have to look hard to find something to get outraged about now. I'm the same way. Though I'm not pointing fingers looking down at you. I do the same thing. I'm mad by 8 a.m. I, I get it. But because we have at least three more years of this, and frankly, we have a lifetime of trying to claw back parts of our culture we've lost to the communists, we do have to focus sometimes on caring about the battles we can win. You only have so much in the tank. I only have so much in the tank. I know you think I'm superhuman and you're kind of right, but we all only have so much in the emotional tank before we're just done. What am I talking about? Katanji Brown Jackson. She's going to the Supreme Court. Yes, what a shock. Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, we lost the normal group of Republicans and they're going to vote for her confirmation and she's going to go to the Supreme Court. Now, obviously, I'm not thrilled we're going to have another card-carrying communist on the Supreme Court. I'm not thrilled we're going to have a pedophile defender on the Supreme Court. I think all those things are as awful as you think. But it was always going to be that way. We're always going to lose a few of our losers and they're going to scrape by enough votes to get their people on. This was never something you should have invested a lot of emotional energy into because it was a foregone conclusion. When we take the reins back, let's focus on sending judges to the Supreme Court who will attack communism. Not bipartisan judges, not ones who interpret the Constitution. Let's do what they do. They, they send die-hard partisans to the Supreme Court who will, Katanji Brown Jackson, will spend the rest of her days on this planet attacking everything you love and care about. Okay, that's the battle. That's the game we're in. Can't do anything about it now. We were never going to stop this. Let's focus on doing likewise when we get there. There. There's my KBJ rant for the day. But one thing I do find interesting about her is... She was involved in, surprise, surprise, turning criminals loose from jails during the St. George Floyd protests. You remember those protests, right? I mean, I, I hate to bring up old stuff, but you do remember the protests. You remember when there was an incident in Minneapolis, Minnesota, George Floyd, Derek Chauvin's the cop. We all saw it. Everyone saw it on the news. Everyone saw it on their phone bad looking video, Floyd's sitting there sweaty and crying for his mom, cop's sitting there with his knee on his back, it looks bad, whatever you think about it, it just was an ugly looking video, people watched it, and it was a bad moment, right? But where, however you think about it, it was a bad moment, no one watched it and thought, woohoo, that was awesome, I don't think anybody did, but then something odd happened, you see that happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's not some insignificant city, it used to be a great city before the communists destroyed it, but it happened in Minneapolis, and soon, cities across the country were burning. What? They're throwing Molotov cocktails and cop cars in New York City? They're rioting all over the place? City after city. I mean, every major American city going up in flames. Hmm, that's weird. How did that happen? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, there was a group called Black Lives Matter. They'd been around. 
Of course, it was a Black Lives Matter guy who murdered those five Dallas police officers while Barack Obama was president. We won't go into that for now. So they've been around. They had already had a nice record in this country of being a racist hate group who murders people. But besides that, they were, were, weren't mainstream. And they looked at the murder of George Floyd and they thought, this is our time. And they went out there. And, well, they became some fake civil rights group. And what was wild was they not only organized and funded all these protests, murderous protests that happened in cities across the country, people dead, people having their livelihoods destroyed. They not only organized all that, they were able to get so many of the people on the right sign up along with them. Here's Mitt Romney marching with them. Hey, Senator, why is it important for you to be out here today? We need a voice against racism. We need many voices against racism and against brutality. We need to stand up and say that black lives matter. Well, that's weird. That sounds like the false narrative the communists were putting out there. That's so odd. But it wasn't just Mitt Romney. We don't just want to indict Mitt Romney. You see Cory Booker, everyone knows Cory Booker is a clown and a scumbag. He decided all the cops in America they need federal reform. We got to get the federal government involved. I've never heard anything so stupid in my life, but he didn't do this alone. He decided to work hand in hand with the Republicans' very own Tim Scott, who decided to, instead of calming things down, instead of destroying the false narrative that cops are routinely out there hunting down black men for the color of their skin across the country, he instead chose in that moment, while America was on fire, to pour gasoline on that fire and come out and say, we do need federal police reform. After all, I've been pulled over. Oh, it wasn't just Tim Scott. It wasn't just Mitt Romney. George Bush himself came out and said the country is systematically racist. Oh, yeah. No, no, they all lined up for it. It was amazing because they pulled people and... People were not only putting black boxes on their Instagram, but 63% of Americans supported Black Lives Matter at the polling. That's how powerful that narrative got. The false narrative, mind you. We have the statistics. There's no statistical evidence whatsoever that black men are hunted down by police in this country for the color of their skin. No. This is not the 1960s. This is not something that happens anymore. If anything, you can argue, argue they've gone too lenient the other way because of insanity like this. Okay, so where am I going with all this? Well, it turns out, and I know you're going to find this shocking, Black Lives Matter wasn't actually a civil rights group. I don't know. It's crazy. Black Lives Matter, they don't actually care about black people care about racism at all. Black Lives Matter cares about their own pockets. You see, it just got exposed that they have a mansion. Nice big fat mansion for themselves they bought with all those donations solicited from Mitt Romney, Tim Scott, George Bush, the NBA, NFL, Instagram, you name it. You see, they all jumped on board because of a nice sounding name and because that's what the narrative was doing and God knows we can't ever swim against the narrative, right? We can't ever challenge these narratives. We have to just go along because that's what, that's what everyone's saying. But I wasn't saying it. And I'm about to get upset, so I'm gonna calm down here for a second. I wasn't saying it at all. Why wasn't I saying it? Look, here was me from June. This is what I said.
it's not that there's nothing to be outraged about in the beginning. They found something. I mean, there was something. We all saw it. There was something to be outraged about. All they have to be concerned about in the beginning is making sure enough people are mad. Because once they get enough people mad, then they know they can drop whatever insane policy they want in there, and the people will be so angry and need an outlet for that, need something to do, that you'll get people going along with it. We already have police reform bills being proposed by Democrats and Republicans, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So yes, they've already shifted the window. Well, we need, we need federal police reform. What's the narrative? You don't have to go far to see it. Every corporation is putting out a TV commercial on it, sending out a tweet. It's on every local news. It's on every national news. Every professional athlete has something to say about it now. Everybody. It's everywhere. Every politician. we got Democrat senators and, and congressmen taking a knee in the House. Police racism. Racism. We have to end this racism. Systemic racism. Racism, racism, racism. Racism isn't the problem. What if there are other problems? And we spend all this time attacking a racist police force, uh, police racism, and we're going to end up with communities that still haven't addressed the heart disease and the broken legs, but they got that pinky fixed, and now they're in big trouble. How'd that pan out? Murders in all these cities because of Black Lives Matter activism. Murders, mostly of black people, through the roof. Black people were now dying in droves. Why are they dying in droves? Because we had a bunch of cowards on our side who went along with the false narrative. Why did they go along with the false narrative? Because it's easy. Because it's easy, that's why they do this. Now, why was I right? Why did I call out this scam group from day one? Even Trump didn't call him out day one. He wouldn't mention the name Black Lives Matter for a couple months into those protests. Why did I call it out day one? Is it because I'm some super genius? No, I'm an idiot. Everyone knows that. Um, but I can read. That was, that's what blew me away so much about this Black Lives Matter thing taking hold in the country. They had, <laughs> these, uh, they, they weren't exactly being quiet about it. They had on their own website, they had it listed. They had an issues page on their website. And one of those was disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. Again, I don't mean some video we got. Oh, wow, well, we, Project Veritas got them on, on hidden camera talking about how they want to destroy the nuclear family. They were quite open about that being what they want and who they are. And yet everyone acted like that page of all their issues, and that wasn't the only thing that was crazy either. That page of all their issues, people just acted like it didn't exist. I mean, these people, these people were on camera, again, not in hiding, on camera, speaking to the camera like I'm speaking to you now, saying, we're trained Marxists. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super... Uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. I'm a trained organizer who was trained in Marxist theory. Solutions. I was at the our publications table today and I was speaking to this uh, young person from Arizona who's trying to fight uh, SB 1070 and I was, he, he, he grabbed a book and he said it's like Mao's Red Book and I was like 
man, that's what I was thinking. And it was just really cool to hear him make that connection. I was doing athletic athletes. They were the, they were the, the, sing, they were the single most um, sort of terrorist organization in, in my uh, life. And I wanted to know how to fight them. I wanted to know how to keep them, hold them accountable. They weren't hiding it. They were more than happy to say it. And yet so many people, out of cowardice, chose to ignore it. That's the only thing that was. Cowardice. I, I, don't, I don't want to be called a racist. Okay. You don't want to be called a racist. How'd that work out? 101 police officers have been shot this year. 17 have been killed. That's a 63% increase over 2020. But hey, who cares about a few dead cops? The important thing is you didn't get called a racist. Isn't that what matters most, Mitt Romney? George Bush? Isn't that what's really important? I mean, okay, we got some dead cops. Never see their families again, but nobody called you a racist. So I'd say we won in the end. We've got to stop this insanity and weakness. We've got to stop letting them use our values against us. They're not even hiding the things they do, who they are. They're out in front with it, and we still have so many gutless, nutless cowards on our side. We can't stand up and speak truth ever, and it makes me sick. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have a panel coming up to discuss this. I'm looking forward to that and much, much more tonight. Before we get to that, there's something else that disgusts me, and that's thieves. I've always hated them. It's not that I'm a good person. I don't know what it is. I just despise thieves. And I'll be frank with you, the whole cybercrime thing is so beyond me. I'm just not used to that. I'm not a technology guy. So when you tell me, when I first learned people were stealing home titles, I was completely confused why you would even bother. I mean, they're not going to come put my house in their pocket. No, they don't, they're not going to do that. They are going to forge my signature on the home title that's online. Yours is online. They're going to take a loan or several out against it, and they're going to take off with the cash, and I'm going to get stuck paying the bill or evicted from my home. It's a huge crime right now, sweeping the country. People don't even know about it. And the only way to stop it is home title lock. Home title lock, when you sign up, they'll detect any tampering and shut it down immediately. Go to hometitlelock.com today and sign up. We'll be back. I haven't forgotten about the insanity, how everybody lost their minds last summer. Black Lives Matter, it's a black square. It's craziness in this country. Joining me now, a couple smart dudes to talk about it. My friend Charles Love, he's the author of the book Race Crazy, BLM 1619 and the Progressive Racism Movement. And my friend Brandon Morris, Deputy Managing Editor at Red State. Okay, Charles, surprise, surprise, it comes out Black Lives Matter was a gigantic scam organization that enriched the people who were found the thing and left a bunch of poor black people who aren't criminals in bad neighborhoods without any police protection, and now they're dying in droves. Do I have that about right? I'm so shocked. It's not, it, you know, someone should have written a book where they talked about <laughs> how this was <laughs> All the farce. <laughs> no, it's no surprise. You got it about right. Um, everybody involved, they weren't necessarily trying to get rich, but when the money came in, what do you do when somebody just dumps $90 million in your lap? You go on a shopping spree. But even if they weren't making money, 
it wouldn't change the fact that they were racist, you know, ill-informed people who made neighborhoods more violent than they were before. Brandon, I actually want to ask you about something Charles just said, ill-informed. I was just going off about this in the segment before, that, that people acted so blindsided that this group wasn't some, you know, saintly Martin Luther King nonviolent civil rights group. They had insane things on their own website, destroying the family. They're on camera multiple times. We just played it for people admitting to being communists and, and communist organizers. I mean, they were not quiet about the fact they were scumbags. They practically had labels on their forehead and everyone just chose to ignore it. Yeah, they were telling everybody. I mean, if you actually watched interviews that they were trained Marxists, but see, that's the Black Lives Matter, they operated best when everyone else is confused. They were conflating the organization with the concept of Black Lives Mattering. And Black Lives Matter, they absolutely do. But they were trying to use that sentiment in America in order to benefit themselves, and not just themselves, but overall the Democrat Party, which is primarily who benefit, benefited from the Black Lives Matter movement. <clears throat> but you had a lot of people giving up money, thinking that they were doing something great. You know, they were trying to help along the black community and right all these wrongs that apparently we had all committed as Americans. And uh, they turned around and used that to uh, buy themselves million dollar mansions. So who'd have thunk it? These people were uh, grifters all along. Charles, why did it work so well on not everyone on the right, but a big portion of the right? Either they kept flat out came out supporting it or they just stayed silent on it. Trump himself wouldn't mention the name Black Lives Matter for weeks into those protests. George Bush came out, called the country racist. Mitt Romney did the same. Tim Scott couldn't wait to propose a federal police reform bill. The right seemed to jump on this narrative immediately in a bizarre way. Why? Well, it's complex, but then it's not. You know, I don't want to give you too much credit because, you know, you give yourself credit when you need to. But, <laughs> but you talk about how you have to fight this and how you can't just be mealy mouthed and try to pay, play both sides on it. And p politicians are gonna politic, I keep saying it. So they saw that they, if, even if they disagree with, now Mitt Romney is a nut job, he's separate. But even if they realize that this was bad, they're like, well, political capital says that I have to nuance this instead of just coming out. Brandon made a good point saying that People try to separate the organization. I believe in the movement. I just disagree with the organization, but Black Lives Matter. Somebody, some adult in the room, some politician, your Tim Scott, your Mitt Romney should have said, well, if I buy into just the statement of Black Lives Matter, aren't I giving in to the fact that this, this supposed massive number of people who don't think Black Lives Matter, which is not true. Why did I just come out and say it's silly? Because no one's saying Black Lives don't matter, except for the radicals who are trying to use it to, as a political cudgel. But they couldn't do it. They were afraid. They're soft. Look, I don't know why. And this part of the predicament we got in is because there was no one out there strong enough to stand up for what was right. They had to do it and say, well, don't burn things down. But Black Lives do matter. Charles, actually, I'm, I'm going to ask you one more follow-up on this. I, I, I warned while this stuff was going on what was going to happen. I said we're going to have a focus on race, a hyper-focus on race in this country. You know, black versus white. Of course, it always has to be something stupid like that. And because we're only going to focus on things like the cops... At the end of it, black people are going to end up worse off. I'm talking about urban black people. This doesn't apply to people who got the heck out of those garbage cities. But urban black people are going to have this have, have things way worse than they had it before, and nothing's going to improve for anyone. Now, did something improve and I missed it, or did I pretty much nail that? 
Well, yeah, you, you nailed it. But the biggest problem is the people in those communities you're talking about, let's be real, they never changed. They never said, burn the system down. They never said, we don't want to police. P people just decided not to listen to them. We're going to speak <laughs> for you, right? We want to speak for you. We white liberals, we elite blacks who, who are down with the struggle, but we live in these uh, affluent white neighborhoods and we date and marry white people. We never want to be around black people, but we're going to get paid to get on TV and say, what black people want is no police. What black people want is to be left alone, is to turn out the jails. No normal person in these neighborhoods was saying that. So they didn't change. They just had spokespeople they didn't want, that they didn't elect, that they didn't ask for. Brandon, it's rare that I've seen the right kind of take advantage of an issue where they're correct and the public's with them. But here was Peter Ducey with Jen Psaki yesterday on this child grooming stuff. Dare I say it, the right seems to have their head on straight for once. At what age does the White House think that students should be taught about sexual orientation and gender identity? Well, I would say, uh, first of all, Peter, um, we have spoken to uh, the Don't Say Gay bill in the past, I believe is what you're referring to, and made clear that uh, as we look at this, uh, this, uh, this law, uh, what we think it's a reflection of is politicians in Florida propagating misinformed, hateful policies that do n absolutely nothing to address uh, the real issues. Does White House support that kind of classroom instruction before kindergarten? Do you have examples of schools in uh, Florida that are teaching kindergartners about sex education? I'm just asking for the president. Well, I think that's a re I think that's a relevant question because I think this is a politically charged, uh, harsh law that is putting parents and LGBTQ plus kids in a very difficult, uh, heartbreaking uh, circumstance. LGBTQ plus kids, I love that. If you have an LGBTQ plus kindergartner, you're freaking insane, and so is everyone in that kid's life. But setting that aside, Brandon, uh, okay, I feel like the right has a huge upper hand in this, and they are taking some advantage of it, but not near as much as I'd like to see, but everyone knows I'm a bloodthirsty caveman. Am I wrong? No, you are a bloodthirsty caveman. True, <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> no, I, the funny part is, is that this whole entire uh, debacle with the don't say gay bill and these Democrats and these hard radical leftists trying to push this, uh, basically what amounts to grooming these children, it, is ha it has created the most powerful unofficial party, political party in the nation, and that's parents, okay? Parents, they move and they get things done. Uh, they, they've chased out governors, they've made blue state governors change their mind. In San Francisco, the bluest of the blue places Okay, Smurf Blue, choking blurf, blurf, Smurf Blue. All right, they've actually ousted three school board members with a fourth on the chopping block as it is. Okay, that's what happens when the parents come together and say no more of this agenda. If Republicans really want to succeed going forward here in the midterms, they are going to start talking to these parents. They're going to start supporting these parents because guaranteed if they do, these parents are going to have them in office before they can even say elect me. All right, this question is for both of you. I'm not going to play the ad because it's boring, and honestly, I'm tired of all this filth on TV. But, of course, Oreos, freaking Oreos, comes out with an ad yesterday. Of course, that's ah, wonderful to come out. and Everybody's gay and whatnot. Look, setting aside the contents of the ad, Brandon, I'm going to go to you first. Corporate America, everyone's tired of this filth. Do they still do this because it makes them money? Or do they still do this because all these boardrooms really are packed full of cultural Marxists now? Yes. 
to both of those. Um, they okay. think that it is going to make them money, but they've been told it's going to make them money. They, they've been told by these people who have infiltrated their business that have been raised to do this from their college days to go in and infiltrate these corporations and start up these little diversity programs and equity programs within the companies. They are telling the people in charge that these, this is what America wants right now. And these people are too scared uh, to, to risk their bottom line to disobey them. These people convince them through intimidation by showing them the mobs online. Uh, you know, you have this culture that has celebrated uh, you know, gay pride month and transgender uh, inclusiveness and all this stuff. The youth want this and the youth want that. And these people believe it. And so they go out and they release commercials just like the one you see that's playing right next to me right now. Uh, they convinced Gillette Razors that this was the good thing to do. Uh, it was to support feminism and denounce masculinity and make men seem like evil people. Um, they do this because they are fooled into it. Uh, really what they should be doing is rejecting these people outright and firing them. Uh, Red Bull did the exact same thing where they tried to, during the Black Lives Matter movement, effectively blackmail them into supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. So what did they do? The, the brass at Red Bull just completely fired everybody who was involved and said, we're not going to do this. We're even demolishing all these departments that you guys created too. Bye. That's what they should do. Charles, is this a moneymaker for corporate America? Well, it's definitely silly and sick. I don't know. In some ways, you're going to lose some business. You're going to gain some business. But you know, here's a positive. You know who wins here? Black conservatives. They've been called Oreos for now long, and now they can say calling me an Oreo means I'm down with the call. Charles, what does that even mean? What you you got? You get called a black. You get called an Oreo. What does that mean? I think that means that you look black, but on the inside you're white. But look, I gotta <laughs> tell you, but I got to tell you. You all got it rough. I mean, you talk about this white privilege stuff. The last thing I want to be today is a white guy. Oh, man, I got, <laughs> I got it rough. You know what? I'm just poor white trash anyway, Charles. So life is what it is for me. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. All right. We have uh, border news that is not going to be quite as fun as that. We're going to get to that in a second. But let's talk about something else. Your emails. When you type out an email, to a friend, whatever the case may be, mom, buddy. Maybe you're sending a maybe you're sending a little funny meme you saw online. Would you send that if the person who hates your guts was sitting behind you, looking over your shoulder, collecting everything you said? Of course you would. You'd be nervous. You'd move somewhere else, right? No, get away from me. Well, you know that's happening every time you send an email, right? These big tech companies—they're reading them, they're collecting your data, they're selling it. Go get secure, S-E-K-U-R, based in Switzerland, untouchable from American laws, and you can finally have email they're not reading. $7.50 a month is all it costs when you go to secure.com and use the promo code JESSE. That's 25% off. Secure.com. Stop letting your enemy read your email. We'll be back. The border, it's always going to be an issue on this show. And I need to explain why. Because I understand, unless you live in California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, that you don't think about the border as much. I know you care about illegal immigration. Everyone does, right? You understand the problems that come with it. But unless you live along the border, you don't really have to live it every day, right? 
even even me I'm, I'm not on the border of mexico and texas i'm up in houston so i don't live it every day but because of that i think it's one of the most dangerous things happening in the country because we have to understand they're remaking america i mean we do understand that they're adding one to two percent to our population intentionally every single year and those one to two percent if they ever are able to achieve citizenship or be able to vote we will have permanent democrat supermajorities in this country until the end of time it's not an accident i make sure you understand this it's not an accident because they're getting ready to end Title 42. It basically said, I don't have to listen to your reasons, you're going back home. Why are they ending it right now? Well, because Joe Biden's poll numbers are terrible and they can't bring them back up and the only way that can possibly save their election chances is if we flood this country with illegal immigrants. They're preparing for 18,000 immigrants a day. Don't believe me? Here they are. So. But if you just go back over the past four days, of the 6,000, maybe 6,500 or so that we encountered, about 2,500 were expelled via Title 42. Starting May 23rd, when Title 42 goes away, we then have to deal with all of those, those 2,500 people, uh, and we just don't have a plan in place for the additional, uh, the additional resources. This whole situation coming together, once Title 42 goes away, this crisis, is going to be go beyond that we are ultimately going to wave the white flag of surrender the cartels are going to control our borders going to create gaps in our coverage going to cross more of their drugs their fentanyls and more of our u.s citizens are going to die simply because this administration does not want to give the proper policies to protect united states citizens that's not me that's the border patrol speaking right there we're already overwhelmed. We're already remaking America with people who don't belong here. Yes, I do believe in sovereignty. I do believe in citizenship. They don't belong here. Every single one of them, man, woman, and child, should be sent back home. And the fact that we're not proves just how unserious we are as a nation. All right, we still got a lot more for you. Are your allergies bugging you? Be honest. Hey, no shame in it. I know nobody wants to be, especially the dudes. The women are more okay with it, but the dudes don't. No one wants to be the guy that says, ah, my allergies. Buddy, we all get them. Do you have your Eden Pure Thunderstorms yet? You should have three of them by now. They've had a special for my viewers forever. It's just, it's just, they're just about that big. Just this little black box goes right in the outlet in the wall. It not only takes all the odors out of your air, you'll be amazed at that, and not only kills viruses and mold. I threw away my allergy medication because of these things. I keep three in my house, one where I sleep, one where my son sleep, one in the general living area, and you should too, because you can get yours for $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, gets you $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back.
Well, it's all the rage in the news right now. And honestly, I haven't touched it because I'm not sure what it means. So I need to bring in someone who does know what it means. What's the news? Elon Musk bought 9.2% of Twitter. He's now the largest shareholder. He's since been giving a spot on the board. But I don't know what any of these words mean. So we're bringing in our buddy Alan Bakari because he does. He's the senior tech correspondent, also the author of the book, you really should read if you want to know what's happening out there. Deleted big tech's battle to erase the Trump movement and steal the election. All right, Alam, I, I, I don't know what to make of the Elon Musk thing. I know everyone on the right is falling all over themselves, excited about it. I generally don't trust billionaires anyway. And even if I did trust him, I don't trust that he can affect real change there. But maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy cynic. Alan, what's going on with this thing? Uh, well, there are certainly reasons to be optimistic. I, um, I've, uh, I I saw how this all played out on Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk was uh, criticizing Twitter for undermining democracy by abandoning its, its ideals of free speech, and he solicited advice, you know, what should be done about this? Uh, should we build a new platform, or, uh, or, uh, or should we buy Twitter? And lots of people told him, you know, buying Twitter, taking a stake in Twitter is a much better approach compared to building a new platform, new platforms often fail to attract a broad spectrum of users uh, that enable them to seriously compete with platforms like Twitter. And, uh, you know, I've, Elon Musk has been criticized in the past for simply, you know, signaling on conservative issues and not doing anything. But, you know, by buying a 9% stake in Twitter, he certainly put his money where his mouth is. He's become Twitter's largest stakeholder. Uh, now, there is a catch, though. There is a catch. Uh, he can't buy more than 14.9% uh, uh, of the uh, of Twitter stock under the current terms, I believe, um, and that's important because on, in many states, fifteen percent is the amount of shares you need to have veto power. However, he is still Twitter's largest shareholder. He has been given a seat on the board. He's going to have influence, and he could. Many analysts are saying potentially buy out the entire company at some point. That's actually within his financial means. Well, I'm not a business expert or an expert on business law, but that's what the analysts are saying. And Twitter is worth, you know, it's a, it's a big company. It's worth $40 billion, but Elon Musk is worth, is worth an estimated $260 billion. So it's actually within his means to buy the entire company. And by taking that seat on the board, it shows he does want to actually have influence over Twitter. Okay, I'll... Tell me about this guy. I know he sounds like a cologne. What do we know about him? Is he on our side? Is he against us? Do we know? It's uh, it's honestly difficult to say. He's he's he seems kind of independent. He he he's he's become increasingly uh, his statements on Twitter have become increasingly, I would say, dissident. He's uh, he's criticized. Uh, policies on uh, on oil. I mean, he's, he built his reputation by catering to, you know, the green movement with electric cars. But uh, he's also said that uh, we actually do need to drill oil if we uh, if, if we want to get around, you know, the problems that are going on with uh, with, uh, with with Russia. And uh, you know, he he does he does uh, manufacture some products in China, like many other tech. Uh, tech billionaires, so, you know, not entirely perfect. But uh, I would say he's my, uh, he's probably the least worst of the Silicon Valley oligarchs because he does seem to care about things like 
free speech and being able to speak his mind. He's also been a big supporter of crypto, of course. Uh, and I'm very, I'm personally very pro-crypto. I think it represents a massive uh, thorn in the side of the establishment, as we saw in Canada uh, with the truckers' convoy and crypto payments being used to get around those financial blockades. Uh, so certainly, it, it indicate Elon Musk has been indicating for a while that he's not really with the program on some of the uh, some of the top progressive issues like censorship. Um, and now he does seem to be putting his money where his mouth is. We do have to wait and see, in my opinion, to see if this purchase of Twitter stock will actually yield results in changing Twitter's policies or changing Twitter's attitude. That's the big open question. But it's certainly a big move. Okay, which brings me actually to the Hunter Biden scandal. Everyone remembers the role big tech played in covering up something that we now know. I mean, we knew it then, let's be honest with you. But, but now everybody knows these things are facts. These things are verified. So, Alan, what can we do? What are they doing? Was there an apology? Is there something we could do? But we can't, we can't ever have this again with them changing an election by censorship. Yes, this, this was probably the biggest act of uh, censorship that had an impact on, uh, on the election. Uh, I think it was the Media Research Center that put out a poll showing that if, uh, if, if uh, there was a double-digit percentage of voters who said that if they knew about uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, they would have changed their vote. And that's massive. That could have swung the election when you consider how many votes it was actually uh, won by. Uh, you also had Twitter censoring Trump in the run-up to the election. They hadn't banned him completely yet, but when he was making statements about uh, the problems with mail-in ballots, they were censoring that. When he was making statements about the George Floyd riots, they were censoring that as well. So, And of course, they were censoring his biggest supporters. They'd been doing this for four years. It began almost immediately after he won election in 2016. They began changing their policies to censor the Trump movement. And that movement was really what carried his message out to undecided voters. So uh, they absolutely did, uh, you know, unfortunately legally sway the results of the election because there's no laws that currently prevents these tech companies from interfering in elections. But um, you're right, we do need to stop it from happening again. And red states are making some progress on writing new laws to hold them to account. Uh, maybe Elon Musk can help hold Twitter to account as well. Alan, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Jesse. All right. We have a light in the mood next that's going to be near and dear to my heart, so I would buckle up for this one. Before we get to that, though, we get to say what we want here on the first. You mad about all this censorship stuff? Go become a supporter of First TV, a TV company that lets me say whatever I want. All of our hosts, we're not censored here. Never once have had that phone call, a text from the boss, say this, don't say that. Whatever I want, never in trouble. I got us demonetized on Twitter, and I didn't get in trouble. That's what the first is. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up today. We'll be back. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. And today, well, I guess it's, what do you call it, a holiday of some kind? I, don't, I wouldn't call it a holiday. It's National Deep Dish Pizza Day. And look, 
let's just be frank. Deep dish pizza is disgusting. It's the most revolting thing in the world. I ordered a pizza, not a lasagna. It's disgusting. So for deep dish pizza day, go out and avoid deep dish pizza. But I, because I don't want to be negative, Nancy, we thought, we thought it would be a good idea to give out my top five pizza toppings. Just look, I know you lean on me for this incredible wisdom, so this is what I'm here for. Let's start with number five. Number five, extra cheese. Now, I'm a cheese man. I'm a cheese man. I, I, I can personally attest, I don't think ever once in my life have I bitten into something and thought, oh, that's too much cheese. Right? Cheese is heaven. Here's the problem with extra cheese. When I order the pizza, I want extra cheese. I pay for extra cheese. I don't always receive extra cheese. I know what extra cheese looks like, pizza companies, and I know when I'm being cheated. Give me the extra cheese I paid for, but it's number five. Number four, mushrooms. Full disclosure, I'm hot and cold on mushrooms. But sometimes I go through these long periods of time where this is kind of gross, I don't like them. And then sometimes, and I'm in one of these periods right now, I just can't get enough of them. And when you're in one of those periods in your life, those are precious periods because you add the mushroom to the pizza, takes it to a whole new level. Number three, maybe could have put this number one, jalapenos. Have you ever had jalapenos on a pizza? Now, maybe you're one of those little girls who can't handle any spice. And if that's the case, toughen up because jalapenos, there's just such a great flavor involved when you mix it with the cheeses and the sauces and the meats. Add jalapenos to your pizza. You will not regret it. Well, till the next morning. But that's another story entirely. Two, and I thought about making this number one, two is sausage. Everyone goes pepperoni. I understand that. Pepperoni's heavenly. I love pepperoni. Sausage doesn't get near the love pepperoni does. But little experiment for you. I do this sometimes so I can figure out how minds work. If we have to go to a party and we have to bring food, I'll stop by some Little Caesars or something nice like that and pick up some pizzas for the party. I'll get a sausage and a pepperoni and I'll do a little test. That sausage goes just as fast as the pepperoni goes. But number one, of course, is pepperoni. And the reason I say it's number one is one, pepperoni is amazing. Two, if you walk in a new pizza place, you've never been in there before, it's tempting to get all their specialties, right? Oh, you got to try the Godfather. They all have a Godfather. You got to try the margarita. You got to try the... No, 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 no. When you walk in a new pizza place, you order a straight up pepperoni pizza and see how it is. You know why? Because if they can't make a straight up pepperoni pizza right, then you don't need to know anything else that's on the menu. All right. We're going to keep tackling these tough issues tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.